It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Hope your weekend was a good one. We are back into another dreaded Monday. If you were looking at property over the weekend or transacting, I hope that all went to plan. If you looked at some property and thought, gee, we could do a bit of a reno and you're thinking about buying a home to renovate and then sell, well, coming up, we've got something that you will not want to miss on this Monday morning. In fact, right now, let's take you to Brisbane to catch up with Tom and Candice, who have created something special by the way of a pretty major renovation. First off, it's a good morning to you, Candice. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. It certainly sounds like you have been busy. Let's bring in Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, mate. It's exciting to be here and have a chat. Yeah, well, it's uh, great to catch up with both of you because you've sort of gone through this major renovation, but you're also experienced nomads. So before perhaps we get on talking about the, the reno, you've been travelling around Australia. Tell us a little bit about in terms of what you were travelling and sleeping in and uh, some of the spots that you ended up going to. Yeah, so I guess the Sydney life that we both lived was a good life and an executive life, but we decided after a a personal health scare that we should do a trip around Australia and see this beautiful country that we live in. We loved it. It was a bit of a hard thing for me to take a sabbatical and Candice um, also being a high-end anti-money laundering expert, actually, it was a bit of a big decision for us to take six months off, but it was the best thing we ever did with our young family and we jumped in a caravan and saw the, the beautiful sights of Australia. So we did that for six months and then when we came back to Sydney we decided that we would be interested in a sea change and a, and a business opportunity came up in Brisbane so that's how we ended up here. And Candice tell us a little bit about what it was like travelling around with your sons and how old were your sons at the time? They were two and four and our four-year-old turned five on the road. It was amazing. Um, it was definitely hard at times particularly with the two-year-old. He got toilet trained on the road so that was pretty interesting but it was amazing. It was amazing to have six months together and to be able to focus on ourselves as a family and not have any, you know, external stresses or distractions um, and to get to see Australia. Fantastic. So that is the nomad part of the conversation this morning. Sounds like always a fantastic way of just uh, discovering not only the countryside, but you discover yourself at the same time. So we'll come back in just a moment and uh, talk about this amazing renovation that you've done. Keep updated with the latest real estate news, economist predictions, property sales, or what's trending right now. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, I see that Westpac, this is interesting, is allowing some borrowers to refinance to the bank even if they fail stress tests on new loans. A modified serviceability assessment rate known as S. 
SAR or SAR may be applied as a credit exception for customers who don't meet standard assessment criteria. Now, eligibility criteria include a credit score over 650 and no arrears or hardship in the last 12 months. And the offer excludes borrowers with higher repayments than their old loan, those on guarantor loans, or with lenders' mortgage insurance. So that is very interesting. So that move has come from Westpac, and I think that that was announced late on Friday. Now let's check on your birthday calls if you're celebrating those for today, for Monday the 22nd of May. Happy birthday to you. You are sharing your birthday with Novak Djokovic, the tennis player. He is turning 36 today. And local Andrew Denton is having a birthday. He is turning 63. Hey, if you've got a great real estate piece of information, we'd love to hear about it. It might be about a friend, a relative, a workmate, whatever it is. You can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country on our Monday morning, yes, let's check on that all-important weather words. Great news if you are in Sydney expecting sunshine, a high of 19 degrees. In Melbourne today, should be mainly fine, a spattering of some cloud cover, your top temperature of 17 degrees. Brisbane, a mainly fine day with 22 and ditto the same as yesterday for Perth it's going to be fine on your Monday and 25 is your forecast top while we can't predict the future of the real estate market we can provide insights on what's currently trending with over 450 episodes designed for the astute property buyer it's powerful information at your fingertips and we are back with Candice and Tom this morning the travelling nomads who ended up quitting Sydney and moving to Brisbane so how, how difficult Tom was that decision for you guys to to move into Brisbane um, I don't think it's ever easy because we had a beautiful life in Sydney like everybody but Brisbane's got so many things going for it that almost been a permanent holiday in some ways it's, everything's exciting up here our kids love it my business is going really well obviously this renovation has been well received so, Candice, tell us a little bit about how you discovered this particular property to then renovate. Well, because we were new to Brisbane and we weren't as familiar with the market, obviously, um, we actually engaged a buyer's agent and she helped us locate the property. And so looking at the property, it, it has certainly sort of undergone this major piece of work. I mean, how challenging is that when you look at a property and go, gee, there's a lot to be done here? Oh, it's it's a huge undertaking. Uh, we had done two, you know, reasonably substantial renovations previously. And I think had it not been for that, we wouldn't have had the confidence to tackle it, but just because of the scale. And even so, I mean, it's still, it, there's so many moving parts to it um, and the size of it, it was quite a substantial reno. 
So you would describe yourself as somebody that possesses plenty of project design and that whole creativity, you're bent towards that, are you? Absolutely. I've always loved um, homes, residential property. There's something about it, um, interior design and architecture. It's just always been a passion and interest of mine. And I think that uh, both you and Tom, you sort of uh, bring in different qualities in terms of what you could actually bring to the, the renovation itself. So talk a little bit about that, Tom, just in terms of what you guys collectively brought to the table. Um, I'd like to admit that it was 50-50, but Candice has obviously got the talent and the skills. I've got a trade background and look after an engineering firm. So I did bring in some of the finishing touches to the smart home system and also making sure that it was very practical. So our smart home is meant to be completely automated, but no one knows it's there. So that was a really hard brief to take. So our kids can walk around not use an iPhone or an iPad and use buttons on the wall that look pretty much like light switches. So that's what I brought in. Candice had the aesthetic desire to keep it beautiful and unobtrusive, and I had to figure out a way to make that work. So just tell us a little bit more about that automation. You just said that it was invisible. So I think people are always quite interesting in, in technology, particularly around the home automation systems. So it's really hard, I think, because it's such a big industry. It's really hard to get something that is just one switch on a wall. A lot of people end up with a fan switch and a fan controller and a, a light switch, and then they have to use their iPad to turn the outside lights on or something like that. But um, what I did was figure out and research the market and came up with a system called Fabaro that uses a Z-Wave protocol, which is big overseas. It is quite big in Australia, but it's an open platform protocol. It's quite easy for the Sparkies to connect to, um, which is another big factor. A lot of people make a mistake in making the system too complicated and then they get charged a lot from the, the electricians. So um, this system worked as a good balance. One thing I'd probably advise everybody is there's no perfect system. For our brief to make it beautiful and unobtrusive, it, it, it was a good system in the end. And uh, just tell us a little bit, Candice, about the project itself in terms of some of the key things that you did in the Reno, because it sounds like you were the project manager here. Yeah, I was, absolutely. I mean, I basically um, specified everything that went into the Renault and I think together we worked on the floor plan and the scope and obviously with Tom's background, um, I think he undersells himself a little bit. He definitely was, you know, an excellent person to draw on his experience with just the construction management and, you know, he's obviously spent his whole professional career on job sites. So just understanding um, the whole process and what to expect. There are little bumps along the way and having a partner who's able to help navigate all of those things was a you know a massive positive. Yeah, we talk a lot about project managing just in terms of being organised with the plan. A lot of uh, times people go into the renos and they're just not organised. Like they just don't have that timeline. Timeline is absolutely key. I mean, there's many different factors, but if you don't have a timeline, it is just a recipe for disaster. Would you agree with that, Tom? Yeah, definitely. I think everything that I've ever done in my 25 years in construction is all about three things and um, timeline is one of them. So program is what we talk about in the construction industry. 
um, and also having the ability to adapt and change every project I've ever done, unfortunately or fortunately, has bumps in the road. So your program has to be reasonably flexible, but you also have to be very focused on being sequential. So obviously you can't do your tiling to do your waterproofing and some people get a little frustrated. The other big factors is the investment and the return, which is always the budget that we always do. And then actually getting your scope defined has been key to the success of this home. We spent a lot of time getting our scope defined and like Candace said, shopping around and trying to get the right products. So it was really easy for our tradies to pull it all together. Yeah, and if I could just add, I think um, something that was really useful to me um, before we actually started the renovation, I did the Three Birds Reno School, which was really helpful. That sets out um, a lot of the sort of uh, groundwork that you can follow to to do your renovation. Um, So all of that scope and the sequential timing of things. um, And they really emphasise the need to specify as much as you can upfront. And so we really went in having done that and I think that was a huge uh, benefit to the renovation both in terms of making it run smoothly uh, but also just the the outcome of how beautiful it can be and um, how functional it can be so just all of that research and planning up front before you necessarily even or finalize your plans. Well, it's a great story and thank you so much for sharing that with our audience this morning and coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 